We welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church. We are so glad that you have allowed us to have an opportunity to spend a little bit of time worshiping this morning or whenever you'll be listening to this. As we go through this season of Lent, which is that spiritual preparation time leading up to Easter, I hope that this has been a formative time for you as we are more than halfway through our time of Lent. And now as we come together today, I pray that there is something that's going to be said, something that's going to be heard through the songs that will resonate with you, that will give you the peace that our Lord desires to give and that we don't try and reach out somewhere else to get it, but that we get it from Him. We'd like to offer a word of prayer and then we will begin our time of worship in this podcast. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you for each one that is listening to this. I thank you for working in their lives in ways that only you can. God, as we come into this time, speak to us once more from your scriptures. Help us to be mindful of the directions in which you would have us to go. And may our desire, our yearning, be with you. We love you and we thank you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. So today our scripture reading will come to us from John chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. 
Whether we sense it or not, spring officially begins on Monday. It sure doesn't feel like it this weekend, but after Monday, hopefully we have gotten through the coldest parts. A person's choice of beverage in the cold time of year usually consists of hot chocolate, hot coffee, hot tea, in order to warm up. But whenever it does finally break and we start getting those warm days, the hot items aren't as important, unless you're like me, first thing in the morning, that coffee is got to be hot no matter how the temperature is outside. But normally, other than that, on a warm day, what do we normally want? That's right, something cold. Now, after you have been really thirsty and you have just drunk that first sip of whatever cold beverage you have just finished, what is our usual response? Maybe you don't even think about it. And I have noticed that more in this preparation, but that first word is usually, ah. What do you think? Is that what you do? It's usually done without thinking. In our scripture today in John, we're going to see that the woman's response to Jesus' invitation was bound to have had an effect on her. And may our Lord's presence even today have the same effect on us and the people that we come in contact with. Hear now our scripture from John 4. Verses 1 through 15. Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making more disciples and baptizing more than John, although Jesus' disciples were baptizing, not Jesus himself. Therefore, he left Judea and went back to Galilee. Jesus had to go through Samaria. And he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, which was near the land Jacob had given his own son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus was tired from his journey, so he sat down at the well. And it was about noon. Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me some water to drink. His disciples had gone into the city to buy him some food. The Samaritan woman asked, why do you, a Jewish man, ask for something to drink from me, a Samaritan woman? Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. Jesus responded, you recognized God's gift and who is saying to you, give me some water to drink, you would be asking him and he would give you living water. 
The woman said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket, and the well is deep. Where would you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave this well to us, and he drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will never be thirsty and I will never need to come here to draw water. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Jesus knew all about water. As he grew up in the rocky, dry land of Israel, he knew firsthand that water was a precious resource that didn't come easily. He must have grown up seeing his mother and countless other women spend hours of their days hauling water for cooking, cleaning, and drinking. So, when Jesus encountered the lone Samaritan woman at the well in the hot noonday sun, he could appreciate the hard work that was required to draw enough water from the deep well in order to meet the needs of her family. When Jesus encountered the woman at the well, as we see in verse 6, He's hot, he's tired from this long journey that he had had. He may have been divine, but he was also human and had hunger and thirst just like all of us. He's parched just like we would have been on a journey like that on a hot day. But he knows exactly what he needs to ease his thirst which is water. Give me some water to drink, he said to the Samaritan woman at the end of verse 7. It's a touching, vulnerable moment. One of the very few times that we hear Jesus making a request of another person. He needed something that she could provide. And he was willing to ask her for it. Remember that statement as we go along today. But in this moment, it didn't matter that he was the Son of God. It didn't matter that he was the Savior of the world. It didn't matter that he was a man in a male-oriented society. Or it didn't matter that he was a Jew encountering someone from an ethically ridiculed Samaritan, all of those barriers and those differences like gender and nationality that had the potential of dividing them fell away with this conversation. 
Jesus was simply a person with a basic human need and this woman has the ability to help him. She can give what he's asking for. She can give him water. So in that moment of receiving it, he had his ah moment. Water for us humans is necessary for survival. But of course, that's not the entire story. Anytime that Jesus was involved, the ordinary had the potential of becoming extraordinary. Look at that little child's lunch and how it fed 5,000 men plus women and children. Think of the water that he turned into wine at a wedding. Think of the numerous people that were sick and came to him and were healed. I think we get the picture. Nothing has changed. I pray we see that we are always in need of not only the physical, but the spiritual water. What we don't often consider is how necessary for our spiritual survival is the daily living water that Jesus offers us through the Holy Spirit. The woman's ah moment is coming. Jesus, of course, is never simply just a taker. He hadn't come into our life simply to demand something that he needs and then moves on. He's experiencing the discomfort of thirst, but he knows deep down inside that this woman that he is encountering is carrying a far heavier burden than a lack of that physical water. And he's prepared to give her so much more in exchange. He's going to offer her something that no one could possibly ever offer her. Water that will remove her spiritual thirst forever. I would encourage you to read the rest of this encounter through this passage of Scripture in John 4 all the way to verse 42 to really get the whole story. But for today, I hope we can stand upon that focus that Jesus knew exactly who this woman was and could see the painful secrets of her heart. Jesus recognized her thirst for forgiveness and acceptance. And notice what he offered. He offers her what she needs even before she knows enough to ask for help. Unlike Jesus, she doesn't even have to voice her request. He said in the scripture that I can give you living water in verse 10. 
as we look at that the water that can heal her spirit and ease her pain in her heart and nothing has changed. He still offers that living water to us. This water is truly refreshing. But notice what's happening here. The woman is so consumed with the day-in, day-out burden of hauling endless buckets of water that she can't grasp the magnitude of what Jesus was offering. She's just eager to find a way to avoid this back-breaking drudgery. And if you read on in this passage, knowing that the reason that she's coming at noon was because of the ridicule that she receives from everybody in town. And she's going at the hottest part of the day to avoid those type of interactions. When Jesus tells her that he has water that will forever cure her thirst, the only reply that she can make is thinking of the physical. Hear what she says in that last verse that we read in verse 15. Sir, give me this water so that I'll never be thirsty and I'll never need to come here to draw water. Jesus is offering to open up all of eternity to her. And all she can focus on is the here and now and just having to make fewer trips to the well. And that leads us to a question that the Lord wants us to ponder today. How often are we ready to settle for less than what God wants to offer us? How often do we hesitate to ask for anything from this generous God who's prepared to let love and blessing and forgiveness flow over us like an ever-flowing stream? We get so caught up in the hearing now and just what is right in front of us without looking further and seeing how much more the Lord wants to be a part of our lives. People are so satisfied these days with the status quo and don't want to become too religious and want to keep their life just the way it is without much rocking of the boat. People think, if I just have enough time, then I'll squeeze in an hour for the week. Or even in terms of this podcast, you know, if I can just get 30 minutes a week, then I'm good and I'll be ready for next week. I pray we're really hearing what's going on here. And I pray that this does not describe you in this time. The Lord deserves so much more and He desires so much more. One thing that never has set well with me is status quo. And I pray that status quo never sets in for you. 
May every day we desire to have more and more of him and less and less of us. And that our relationship with him is deepened day after day. That needs to happen in many different ways. Our one-on-one time with our Lord through prayer and Bible reading is certainly a beginning. But there are also many other ways. And be it that you're listening to this on podcast, maybe you're not able to come physically, but still... I pray that we can find ways and if there are ways that you need something more, please reach out to us. The in-person time of worship is one way. Maybe you're watching or, or hearing this because you are weren't able to attend. But if you are able to, at times, that in-person worship is important. Also, that time beginning at around 9.30 every Sunday morning is our Sunday school time. And it's in that time that we have classes for all ages and great teachers to be able to proclaim the word through studying with other believers in a smaller scale. Then we also have the opportunities of 5 o'clock on Sunday evenings for our youth and our children to have time with one another. Also, we have an adult Bible study that happens at the same time. And I offer that same study at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning here at the church. Those are just some of the many ways that that deepening of our relationship with our Lord can happen. But just like... With the Samaritan woman, our Lord knows what we need. But the key is we've got to be willing to accept the living water that he is offering. And that we don't have to search in any self-help book. We don't have to look in any other person or any other thing to fill that for us. I pray that we desire him and him alone. And just as Jesus told the Samaritan woman in verses 13 and 14, this is what it says, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. That, my friends, is what he wants to give us each day. And that, my friends, is what I pray we're willing to ask him for. That is a need we have. Jesus had a need and he asked this woman for it. I pray that in our spiritual needs, we're willing to ask our Lord for that filling and enriching. And Jesus said just a couple of chapters over in John 6, something very similar. And I want to close with that. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. 
Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. If he is not the one that we're getting our fill from spiritually, I pray we've heard today that it's time to start asking, to start coming to the table that he is offering, to come to the well that he is providing. Take a sip of that water and then say, Ah, let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we come before you right now, we earnestly come with a need. We've all got different physical needs that we have day after day that other things and other people are able to fulfill. But God, I pray that above all, we see a spiritual need within us. And I pray that we have seen that there is no one and nothing that can fill us any more, any better than you. We need that water that you are providing. We need that bread that you are providing. Help us to desire more of you and less of us each day. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. Oh
Redeemed. 